Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. We are recording. We are recording. We got the king of chaos with us today. Yes. I'm telling you, chaos is healthy. It, it's it's uh, it's part of the creative process. Was it, wait, was it chaos the name of the Get Smart um, yeah, evil agency? That's a great name for an evil agency. Was, We're going to talk about evil agencies today, aren't we? <laughs> Except they're doing... They're doing something positive for a change. We hope so. Anyways, so that was Brendan O'Reilly who got us started today because Bill Sutton was on vacation post Thanksgiving. He's taking a little break. So, hey, Brendan. Hi, everybody. I'm Brendan. I'm the deputy managing editor of the Express News Group. And also here is the king of chaos, Joe Shaw. Hey, Joe. You betcha. I'm Joe Shaw. I'm the executive editor of the Express News Group. And the king of chaos. And the king of chaos, but- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that on your card. And I'm Annette Hankel, and I'm the Arts and Living Editor of the Express News Group. And also joining us today is Michael Wright. Michael Wright is a senior reporter for us, and he is going to walk us through some updates to a story that has been on our radar for quite some time. Um, hey, Mike, how are you? Hi, everybody. So what we're talking about today is a program that has been administered by the county for the last several years. And it's a, an effort to get people to upgrade their aging septic systems because um, a lot of these systems went in 60s, 70s, and they're very inefficient. And they tend to allow a lot of wastewater to flow into our lovely waterways. And it's become a real issue. Um, I know a lot about this firsthand because we got our system replaced in 2019, thanks to this program. Um, but then also thanks to this program, we got a tax bill for taxable income on the cost of the system, which was about $30,000. How much did you have to pay in taxes because of that? I don't remember. You know, I asked Adam to check that out. We have an accountant because Adam's comp, uh, Adam's taxes are rather complex because of his business. So I'm not sure if it knocks knocked us up to another tax bracket or not, but it was interestingly enough the same year that um, our daughter was applying to colleges. So I'm not sure if that affected any of her awards. Um, so I haven't, I haven't gone back to really see if we were, messed up by that because we have a lot of deductions. We may have been okay, but um, I'm not sure. Good question. It's just crazy to yeah, me. That, that sounds like you could be a perfect case study for what the impacts of this actually, actually were. It depends, yeah. you know, tax brackets. I mean, the tax bracket thing is mostly people that are in like very low income tax brackets and all of a sudden get this twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 bump. Um, right. You know, if, if your family income is over six figures, you know, that it probably doesn't change anything there, but it might have with your, uh, uh, you know, student loan applications and stuff like that's possible. So walk us through this, Mike. So what happened was the county and the towns were giving out these grants. And the question is that, that um, how did it get decided suddenly that this became taxable income for the people who received these grants? Well, the, the, the Suffolk County comptroller sort of started this whole thing. Um, he, when they started handing out these grants, I guess it was the first year, 2017, there were just a, a handful. 
Uh, and then, but then in 2018, when they started issuing them, he said that he thought that they should be taxable and the county uh, the Bologna administration said, no, they shouldn't be. Um, and they sort of had a little back and forth and he said, well, let's ask the IRS. And he made um, what is a, apparently a very rare request to the IRS for what they call a private letter, which basically is just asking the IRS to issue uh, an opinion to look at a specific program or a specific thing and issue an opinion as to where it stands in the realm of taxability, you know, explains kind of where it is that, you know, who would, you know, it's rare that you would ask for that kind of, that kind of advice. Um, and so they did, you know, and it took almost two years and they issued this private letter and said, yeah, this program uh, should be taxable. Uh, and they, you know, gave some reasons for it, mostly that, you know, you sort of need to go back to the back to the background of this and that these grants are for offsetting the costs of replacing your septic system. So if you have a cesspool, you know, from houses that were in the 50s, 60s and 70s, um, the, the antiquated septic systems before 1981 or 82, I believe, um, and they replace them with these new innovative alternative systems that uh, basically are uh, just an updated septic system that have these chambers that uh, the wastewater from your toilets goes through. Um, it uh, uses uh, like, you know, activated carbon to um, remove nitrogen from the wastewater um, before it is released into the ground. It's still released into the ground, just like, uh, just like happens with regular septic systems now. Um, but it, it removes a lot of the nitrogen, uh, more than more than half, uh, maybe two thirds of the nitrogen. Uh, and they have some systems now that are removing like 90% of it. And that's really where they need to get to. But anyway, these systems are very expensive. And so Suffolk County um, had a grant program that originally they assigned $2 million a year to. And the grants were up to $11,000 a year. They quickly raised that up to 20,000. And actually, it's 30,000 for people that are both low income and choose to add an extra feature that reduces nitrogen even further. Um, and then the towns have these grants that are separate. And so you can get almost 40 grand, I think, um, from between the, if you live on the South Fork and um, apply for both these grants, which most people do. Annette, I assume you used both some town and county. Yes, we did, yeah. So anyway, there was there were these there were these big these big influx grants, and so it's twenty thirty thousand dollars worth of money. Um, the grant is meant to pay for the contractor that installs the system, which covers the cost of purchasing the system itself, which is almost twenty grand, and then the installation, obviously, which you got to dig up your yard, remove your old system, put in the new one, new piping, et cetera, et cetera. It's expensive, and so the way the grants worked is that they the grant money goes directly to the contractor through the program. And so the county said that because they're doing that and the contractor is paying taxes on that, just like it's income, just like, you know, anything, um, that the homeowner who never touches the money uh, shouldn't have to pay taxes on that. Well, the IRS said, but the homeowner picks the contractor and has oversight of, the, of how the money is spent and they get the benefit of the new septic system at their property, which even though it isn't necessarily a, 
capital improvement is still a benefit for them. And so that was the IRS's ruling in 2020. Well, the funny thing is that, you know, that the, the contractor, we don't really pick your contractor. There's like a limited list. They're like, yeah, there's only five, I think. Right. Or something like that. I mean, it's not systems and yeah, yeah. I couldn't hire whoever I wanted. Yeah. You can't, right. You couldn't hire your cousin. There's only a, it's still, this is still sort of emerging technology and there's only a handful of uh, installers because they have to be approved by the county uh, because systems have to be approved. They have to be approved, right? So, Joe, did you have a question? I wanted, yeah, I had a couple of questions. I wanted to ask you, Annette, did, did the grants that you got from the county and the town cover the entire cost of the project? Yes. They yeah, did. it was. They were. It was amazing. I have to say, um, and there might have been a bit of a shortfall between our costs. I think that you're, I think that you're allowed to apply it to everything to the, you know, we had to get new surveys, you know, um, and all that kind of thing. And I believe that for, if there was any gap in what we got from the county and the state money, we were able to apply any excess to the town and the town picked up the last couple thousand dollars. Did you have to put any money out and get reimbursed? I don't think so I that's they pretty very, much covered it. That's so that's good. That's I mean, maybe maybe some of the survey stuff we had to, but I don't I can't remember if we had, you know, because we did have to hire like a surveyor and all that. Um, and we got to get the water test, but I'm pretty maybe maybe we outlaid some of that, but it wasn't it wasn't a lot. I mean, the bulk of it, you know, maybe a few thousand dollars to pay for like the 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 upfront cost, like the survey and the water test. But I, I, I think you probably did. They actually had a situation at some point where people were doing the survey and the expectation was that the county was going to pay for that because the person was going to get a system installed, but then they never got the system installed. So then nobody was going to pay the surveyor because they, you know, the county's not going to pay for it. If you didn't get a system, the person who never got the system is not going to pay the surveyor either because they're not going forward and they thought the county was paying for everything. So the county reversed its role and said, no, you have to pay for that upfront cost out of out of pocket. Now, the difference between Annette is she's in East Hampton town, right? Right. And me is I'm in Brookhaven mm-hmm. town. Oh, I see. In Brookhaven town, they don't offer the extra money on top of the county slash state grants. Uh-huh. Right, because that's CPF. So if I got, you know, $20,000 from the county, I'm not getting anything else from Brookhaven. So if you live in Southampton or East Hampton, you're best positioned because you have a town throwing in extra money. So at the end of the day, you might spend very, very little. But not but not Brookhaven. It wasn't, I mean, it, the, what the, the difference that the town picked up for us wasn't that much. I was, you know, it was only a couple thousand dollars tops, you know, that was left over to be paid. Yeah, all the, all five of the East End towns have the have the septic replacement program through the up CPF update from 2016, whenever that was, that they added water quality. Well, I think the systems cost just slightly more than 20,000. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that the county has, because the, you know, the, the towns out here have these, have these giant funds with so much money in them for these kind of projects. And the county's uh, sort of limited and gets tapped every year um, but yet the the county is seen as the as the first source and that, you know, you 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 get the most you can from the county first and then you go to the town to make up the difference. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sort of surprised at that my instinct would have been that it should be the other way around and 
and tap out the town because that's coming from, yeah. you know, basically a user tax uh, on, on the absurd price of real estate out here, uh, you know, tap that out and then go to the county's very limited funds that is available to, you know, over a million people theoretically or 360,000 people. There's 360,000 systems that need to get replaced in the county. And and you buy and you get your you get your twenty grand from the county and then you come to the town for the extra ten fifteen whatever you need yeah it's like the county pays for the big install and then everything else that's at the edges you yeah. can get from them. So I think what's kind of interesting is now this felt from the beginning like it was just a political fight between the comptroller john kennedy and our county executive certainly i mean certainly the balone the balone administration has 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 made that claim um because they say and i haven't confirmed this now but they say that no other programs like this in the country tax their you know issue 1099s to the people that receive these grants uh, they don't go to the IRS asking, you know, should we be taxing these? They just say this isn't taxable. And apparently the IRS hasn't ever raised a beef about that. But Kennedy raised the issue unsolicited. And listen, he says, I'm just making sure that we don't get, you know, caught in the in the lurch here with the county. And the IRS comes along and says, you know, what is this? You should have been taxing them. And then the county can get in hot water with the IRS in addition to those people now owing taxes, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, retroactively. And, uh, you know, they say, they say, well, why would you invite a question of whether we should tax our, our residents more? And it happens that right when this happened, he was challenging Steve Ballone for the county executive. He lost. Uh, so, I mean, listen, politics is so toxic these days. We can all see that being you know, the kind of thing that some politician would do trying to, you know, this is this whole water quality thing has been one of the Bologna administration's marquee uh, initiatives since the day they showed up in office in 2012. One of the things that he said was we have to fix the septic problem in uh, Suffolk County. And they've spent a ton of time. I mean, they've got a, a, a deputy executive that's dedicated just to managing this program and they really have done a lot in that uh, in that realm chris gobler has said you know suffolk county has gone from worst to first in terms of managing its uh, its septics uh, residential septics and um you, you know that that is where the politics comes into play is that you know it's skullduggery and you're trying to uh, you're trying to derail the other guys uh, the other guys uh, shining achievement and Maybe that happened. Maybe it. Maybe it didn't. I mean, you know, John Kennedy's been the comptroller a long time, and comptrollers are a by the book bunch. So you know, there's no there's no way to really settle that question. Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Cordoraro. In these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel, be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com 27 Speaks, 
brought to you by Sag Harbor Books and Southampton Books, independent bookstores located in the villages at 7 Main Street in Sag Harbor and 16 Hampton Road in Southampton, carrying a wide selection of new books, stationery, toys, games, first editions, and rare books. Their entire inventory is browsable on the website, SouthamptonSagHarborBooks.com. Now hiring booksellers at both locations. So this is interesting for the first time, probably ever, we're doing an addendum to this podcast because after we finished our initial recording, some news came in fairly soon thereafter that we feel like we need to update. Okay, Joe, take it away. We buried the lead, didn't we? Actually, when we had the conversation, it was it was part of our conversation. But uh, since then, uh, what we talked about came to pass, right, Mike? The uh, the IRS has actually reversed course and uh, said that the septic grants are not taxable. Right. So to back up, you know, the county went round and round uh, with the with first the comptroller in 2018 and 2019, and then the IRS uh, since then uh, over the taxability of these grants. And um, eventually after sort of being told by the IRS that they were going to change their mind and then being told that no, they weren't, apparently they were overruled from on high. The county went to the U.S. Department of Agriculture and asked them for a determination that the grants were for environmental improvement and water quality, which therefore would make them automatically non-taxable under the IRS tax code. So effectively, I'm sort of tying the hands of the IRS. When that USDA determination came out early in the week last week, the county said, well, there you have it. That should be the end of it. No more taxes the county comptroller's office apparently said, well, not so fast. I haven't been told by the IRS otherwise yet. So I'm still going to send 1099s. The county immediately started, you know, haranguing the IRS, I would assume, to say, you have to say this is not taxable now. And they did that on Friday afternoon, about 1 p.m. They posted a notice to the Federal Registry Register saying that they were declaring the grant program, the Suffolk County uh, septic improvement program, non-taxable because it's an environmental uh, program. Woohoo! So that's that's good news, right? Uh, sure, that's good news. That means that you know anybody that got the grant in 2022, which is you know the most people that have gotten the grant in one year since it started. It was uh, you know there's 130 just in uh, East Hampton Town this year that got it, and um, uh, the county had, I forget how many this year, 300 and something. So all those people will not get 1099s uh, next month um, and will not have to pay taxes. And the people that had paid the taxes um, because they were given a 1099 either by the county comptroller's office or by um, uh, Southampton Town or East Hampton Town, uh, who have just been acting on the lead of the county and the IRS's declaration um, they will be able to file amended tax returns and uh, get refunds for the money that they paid in those taxes. You know, there was a, uh, one of the big um, uh, complaints that the county had, um, had made after they did this was that, you know, some people got bumped into a higher tax bracket 
so that all their income got taxed more because of this. Uh, some people lost funding um, for uh, college loans and such. Uh, probably can't do anything about the college loans, but the um, uh, but you know pe people that who were bumped into a higher tax bracket, their entire tax return can be refiled, uh, and they should get uh, you know justly compensated for everything that they overpaid in the previous years. Now, the one rub in the IRS notices that. Uh, they point out that you can only amend a tax return back three years, and in some circumstances only two. Um, they sort of said that they need to have their accounting office determine what the uh, specific application to this is, but they recommended that anybody who had um, gotten a 1099 from 2019 on so that would be 2019, 2020, 2021, file an amended tax return. Um, that leaves people who got the 1099s in 2018, which granted was only a, a couple dozen people, I think, um, uh, it leaves them out in the cold. It would seem um, some county officials, actually County Comptroller uh, John Kennedy said that there may be an avenue where those people could sort of appeal to the IRS directly and say that, you know, you guys issued this ruling and now you're changing your mind after the statute of limitations or whatever the term is, has expired, you should grant, you know, I, I should be able to go back and and refile also. And uh, that may be, uh, that may be possible. Pretty good argument. Busy accountants. Yeah. But it's also kind of bad, Nick, if you're one of those people that pays an accountant, then you got to go back and pay your accountant to do this for you is it you know is it even worth it yeah yeah no i mean listen yeah i don't know how anybody that got one of these grants could possibly have done their own taxes with it to start with you know i mean the grants are comp it's i i i can't even fathom. i mean it's just another 1099 in the pile right my my taxes are stupid easy and i can't i you know i gotta pay some guy four hundred dollars a year to do it <laughs> yeah. So a, a couple things, though. Uh, one is you you mentioned that people go up into a higher tax bracket. Uh, to be accurate, that doesn't mean that all of their income is in that higher tax bracket. When you go into a higher tax bracket, say the tax bracket cutoff is $200,000, just use a round number. And that's the difference between getting taxed 20% and, and 30%. It's only the dollars above $200,000 that get taxed at 30. If it's below, if it's in this smaller tax bracket. So uh, just so we don't mislead people in that respect. The other thing I want to point out is that there's been legislation federally to fix this and backdate it proposed at, at least twice. And at one point it was supposed to go into the infrastructure bill and it just never got adopted. It just never moved forward. And uh, when I tried to follow up with the with the legislature saying like, hey, so did this move forward in that big bill? They just like didn't answer my emails because I don't think they want to call attention to the fact that they failed to move it forward. But I get the feeling that unless the IRS decides to do this out of its own generosity, there will need to be federal legislation in order to backdate it for those people that perhaps got these grants in 2019. 2019, they can refile. Yeah, 2019, you can you can refile. 2018, because the whole program started in 2017. I don't know if anybody actually got one in 2017. Um, but 2018, there were people that got the grants, paid the taxes, and are now now can't just sort of as as a matter of right um 
file an amended return. Anybody from 2019 on can do this that. This will be something for the new uh, U.S. Representative Nick Lalota to take up maybe in, in the new Congress and try and get some legislation passed to do that. Hi, this is Ellen Diogardi. I'm the director of events for the Express News Group. I'm also the president of the Sag Harbor Chamber of Commerce. Community really matters to all of us at this company. I know it's a good part of why I'm here. We've hosted more than 50 of our Express Sessions events in Southampton, East Hampton, and Sag Harbor, focusing on issues that matter most to residents of the East End. We bring the most important government and community leaders and topic experts together in one room, and we often find answers to complicated questions, and we grow stronger together. This all takes staff time and company resources, but it's our job, and I'm happy to say we really love our work. But we can't do it without our subscribers. If this kind of community work is important to you, you can support it by becoming a subscriber. To subscribe, visit 27east.com slash subscribe, and thank you. You know, in our defense, uh, we, we sort of were waiting for this IRS ruling, but I don't think any of us expected it to come down that quickly. We figured the bureaucracy would probably take, take some time. It really only took less than a week from, um, well, it was, it was around a couple of days. Yeah. It was like Monday or Tuesday that the, that, that Vilsack issued his determination and the IRS responded on Friday. I mean, listen, their, their hands were tied and it was pretty clear. They were probably glad to be done with this since they've been getting it from all sides uh, on this matter. And, you know, yes, you know, the county went and got a U.S. senator, the, the, the Democratic, uh, you know, the, the, the Senate majority leader to go directly to the federal agencies and say, get off your asses on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that works. Yeah. Right. Government can work effectively when you have Chuck Schumer's number in your Rolodex. Well, I'm not surprised that the IRS came out and said this as soon as it did, because I don't think they had a choice. Once the USDA, uh, Tom Vilsack, secretary, says this is for protecting the environment, this is for soil and water conservation, it's most certainly for water conservation. um, Yeah, it's right in the code. The IRS, the code yeah, said, the IRS couldn't say, we don't believe yeah. you. They just have to do what he says, whether they agree. Yeah, or not. no, no, listen, I mean, yeah. you know, that's why Peter Scully, who's the, the deputy county executive that's sort of the head of Ballone's whole uh, water improvement uh, move, um, you know, when Kennedy said, well, I haven't heard anything from the IRS, you know, Scully like was ready to blow his lid because frankly, who gives a damn what the IRS says or doesn't say? Their code says you can't tax something that the Secretary of Agriculture says is this. And he just said those specific words and issued that determination. IRS can, you know, keep their mouth shut and be silent about it all they want. You can't go and send out a 1099. Done deal at that point. Yeah, Just because they didn't tell you, yeah, don't do that anymore. You know, read the damn code for yourself, as he said. So, and, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the impact on people who have already paid the tax. Um, but I, I think the, the, the more crucial thing here is moving forward now, these programs, the county programs and the five East End towns have the ability to, to give out grants yeah. to try and um, encourage people to put these systems in. This really kind of jump starts that program, right, Mike? Totally. Yeah, there were a lot of people, um, you know, evidence would would. Um, Indicate. I mean, listen, the, the number of people that have been doing this has been going up every year steadily anyway. There were plenty of people that were still doing this and 
you know, the, the few thousand dollars in taxes, which really is the only cost to them, other than the fact that these systems, you know, have some operating costs of several hundred dollars a year. Um, you know, people had been doing it, but a lot of people had been waiting specifically because of that or had put it off. Uh, East Hampton Town alone has 900 approvals out. People that had applied for the grants were approved for them, but then haven't moved forward with the uh, with installing the system. Some of that, you know, can be logistics and, and that sort of thing, but but uh, they certainly believe that a lot of those people were were not doing it because of the taxes. The county says, you know, they have hundreds of people, maybe thousands, um, who are uh, approved and haven't moved forward, you know, because of this uh, this tax. And I, you know, I'm sure that both those agencies. Um, have been telling people, listen, we're, we're outraged. This tax issue is absurd and we're going to get it reversed. And so people figure, well, why not just wait until that gets settled? So now that's settled, you know, we'll see if there's a, you know, a bum rush. Um, th there's certain, there's certain limits on how many people can jump on the bandwagon now because, you know, there's still only a handful of contractors that install these things, you know, they're not so readily available. You can't just go to Walmart and buy one of these things. You know, these systems are, are you know, produced by only a, a couple of companies and, or a hand, you know, six companies. And maybe there's 20 or 30 contractors that are, that are experienced in installing these things. The county has, you know, the towns and the county have to survey them. There's, there's a lot that has to go into so that, you know, you're not going to all of a sudden have 5,000 new systems uh, getting put in the ground next and, year. And honestly, we're just coming to the end of our a little a renovation that we have done. And we are at a standstill because of the county um, problems with the hack, I believe. Um, so right, there's uh, that too. Yeah. 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 So that's the other thing. It's like you, you need to, the county needs to be pretty involved when you go through getting one of these systems. And if we can't even get the county to sign off on our renovation that is complete and East Hampton Town to come inspect it for our CO, then I don't know how easy to start this right now honestly yeah one of the things that john kennedy said to me uh was that you know they his offices even though they seem to have more or less started this whole this whole mess um they said they're relieved at this because it's one less uh, bureaucratic thing they have to yes. they have to worry about um one less compliance thing and uh, like he said it's you know it's, it's everything we can do just to put humpty dumpty back together again yeah. after the hack with uh, you know records and everything which you can imagine in the comptroller's office is everything right yep i think it's going to be another podcast so <laughs> that won't get resolved quite as quickly as this one did i guess good news for a change yeah, for a change. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's good stuff. early christmas present for those of us who <laughs> had to pay that tax so Congratulations. Hey, thanks. That's all we got you this year together. <laughs> That's okay. The three of us got together and we got you this. Year. Thanks. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Twenty Seven Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. 
Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27east.com, and sagharborexpress.com. Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.